Hi, Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Man, uh, we had an amazing dinner last night. We did. Where did we get that dinner? Los Ortiz's. Family-style appetizers. Was that, what was it called? The super platter? Um, super sampler. Super sampler. It had cheese quesadilla, hot wings, tamales, taquitos, and nachos. Oh, so fucking good. And it was like 30 bucks? Yeah. That fe- that could have fed 10 times more than we, we fed three kids, four, four adults, and still had food left over. Yeah. So head to Los Ortiz's in Becker, uh, right off of Highway 10 on Bank Street, right behind the bank. They got outdoor seating now, so you don't have to worry about uh, catching the Coviticus. And uh, you can still enjoy some authentic, amazing Mexican food. Enjoy the show. Hi, Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Um, we did a ass load of renovating. Not even just this room. Not even just this room. All over the place. <clears throat> but uh, getting all these soundboards and things situated so there's no no echo. I can fuck with the levels all I want now. Um, and the wallpaper. Yeah. Which was uh, 95% of this was Kim Duke's idea. My idea was the sound panels. But beyond that, thank you, Kim Duke. Mm-hmm. So we we have a, a guest today. Um, I met them, Jesus, when I was 18. So how old am I? 45? <laughs> Something like that. So a long fucking time uh, that, I've, that I've known this individual. They do the photography as well. Lots of bicycling. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited that 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 they're here. We we started running into him at comedy shows randomly. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duck Duck Gray Duke Bunley Long. Hello. Oh, wow. I just swung it really yeah. far away. <laughs> you totally did. Fun. How yeah. the fuck are you? I am phenomenal. Kind of. <laughs> Not really. Eh. This COVID stuff. Sucks. It's really taking a hit yeah. on me. I bet. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. So um, you're uh, right in the mix because um, not only with the, the COVID stuff and then all the shit that happened with George Floyd, you were like on ground zero for a lot of things. Yes, I was. Um, what was so what was the first thing? Because uh, did you are you furloughed right now or? No, I'm still working. Um, our I work right in downtown Minneapolis as a UX designer for a software company. And they extended our work from home order until next year. Oh, wow. So, yeah, wow. it was literally right when uh, the news broke. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. We'll see where this goes. A month later, uh, we'll, we're going to extend it another month. A month later, uh, we're going to extend this till next year. Wow. It sucks. Just waking up, going into your office yeah. every morning, and then when you're done with work, you're still at work. Yeah, and then you try to play. I'm a huge, super huge nerd, PC video gamer. So I sit. Oh, the same space sucks. Yeah, uh, it's and it's you don't get that interaction with people in person as much anymore. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my interactions are through just Zoom meetings, like, and that's it. And then we talk about work, and then those. 
bullshit like uh zoom happy hours oh god they have company sponsored oh, bring your own beer and let's talk about <laughs> stuff it's like well no i don't want to no. talk about weed and hookers with you guys i just want to <laughs> so it's it's really brutal not being able to go out to a bar or something and just chill yeah. talk with randoms so this is a great outlet oh good man yeah that is it is an interesting point and it's weird like for me it was the opposite. Like I was so psyched to be home all the time because I love this space so much. And um, I guess there is, there are like different settings though. When I flick these lights on, it's, it is a different space. So I I at least have that aspect of it, but yeah. Otherwise I'm fucking, I love being home. He loves working from home. Uh, He hasn't done that in a while, but he loves it. It's because he doesn't want to interact with me. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a homebody? Which is weird. He never used to be. What? I am now. Okay. That's. It's because I get to create so much. Yeah. There's so much like learning how to do um, like vector designing and, and stuff like that. It's. So there's always something to create. So I'm just, I'm always excited You're to speaking be speaking my language. <laughs> I'm going to give you a few lessons after this. So. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're both uh, aggro inliners. Oh yeah. And before we started recording, you were saying that your, your brother skates? Yes. So he introduced me to rollerblading and stuff back in the day. And um, when we lived on the east side of St. Paul, we would always go to like uh, these little ledges like a block away and I don't know. I was just taking along. I was like that Grom kid hanging out with my older brother. <laughs> yeah. It felt great. And, you know, just going beyond what my parents, like that radius of where you should be going a little bit beyond that because your brother's with you. Yeah. So that was always cool. Got to know a lot of the rollerbladers that way. And, uh, yeah. And kind of just kept going and started meeting more people. My brother stopped a little like, well, yeah, he stopped. But then, yeah, I just started meeting more people. Met you. Yeah, yeah. Met a whole Did you ever of- go on like road trips uh, for for any events or? <laughs> this is that's actually a good one because I was on Target Market team. Mm. Oh, yes, the anti smoking campaign. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was a Minnesota only thing though. See, I've wondered that too because I've brought it up to people and they have no idea. Yes, what I'm I have about. too. Yeah, <laughs> so God, that's funny. Yeah, so. I just remember this uh, really pretty lady back in the day. She was a part of the Target Market team, and she approached me, my friend Anthony, Andrew, and Pat. And she goes, hey, do you guys want to skate for Target Market? Um, well, I'll take you to like skate parks around the state. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> Had to get my parents to sign a waiver and stuff. <laughs> and It's like well, our friend Anthony was smoking. like He's a chain smoker. And then he's like, is it cool if I smoke? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Just uh-huh. as long as you're saying the message that it sucks. So, <laughs> That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. So I don't know. Kind of toward the state. Duluth, International Falls. Yeah. Wow. Had some racist stuff happen there. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh. It was crazy. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. But it, otherwise, it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. Didn't really do much, though. But just skated really shitty skate parks and the someone target. drove you to him. Yeah, that's kind of that nice. was it. And she would couldn't. She was so uninterested. <laughs> Just like she would read a book while we were skating. I'm like, eh, all right, I get it. So you you guys would go to these skate spots and then talk to other kids like 
like how that's what it was okay that's essentially what it was but uh, we never did any talking it was uh, just like i think <laughs> she was just like i'm getting paid for this so yeah. i just get to drive these kids around and i get paid x amount yeah. it's like all right that's cool with me so <laughs> now imagine if someone drove up in a van trying to pick a bunch of kids up hey we're gonna go tell kids not to smoke i'll drive you to other skate parks <laughs> and i'd be like all right let's go <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting so um when they did you go to um the like three-day seminar that they did in st cloud Mm-mm, no so they they had like a big event where people came from out of the state uh they rented out a, a, a hotel and they had alkaline trio come out they had pro B, pro bmxers they set up a half pipe in uh at the is it the kellyan Oh, the, yeah, that used to be the that event oh, center. Yeah. So in that event center, they even had a guy from Belgium who was like a world renowned uh, tag artist. Yeah. And he was spray painting shit for people. This is all for not smoking. This is all. You can tell me not none of the Alkaline Trio guys smoked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were. So the, the thing that is funny. So we're there. I'm so, so anti-tobacco. Like it yep. was just like all that I was about. And then I walked outside because it like I was sweating or something. And so I step outside. One of the counselors is out there smoking. And I'm like, yeah. what? I thought he was like, oh, I'm just against them targeting kids. <laughs> I was like, Fuck, man. And then after that, I was like, oh, I guess doesn't matter. <laughs> is that when the day you picked up smoking? No. Did you ever smoke? Yeah. Oh, okay. I love smoking. Oh, you still do? I mean, not, no. He shouldn't now, be now, He shouldn't be. Now I, I, I pop nicotine gum. Yeah, <laughs> good enough. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've. Used it, to be one of those people that could just do it and then quit yeah. and never, ever. And then when he got out of treatment, well, when he was in treatment, started smoking. Yeah. Smoked Stupid. a shit ton of cigarettes. But that's where like all of the, the good ideas and all these breakthroughs were happening was at the smoking pit. So that's why I think it was harder this time was because i was like oh shit but that dude that's when like you're taking a break it means you have slotted out this time and all you're going to be doing is smoking a cigarette and conversing with whoever else is out there yeah it's such a social thing yeah. it is. it's just you go out like i do it when i'm drinking and then i will go out have a smoke just because there's people out there yeah, yeah. when i get to meet them it's awesome even though it gives me a fucking ridiculous like headache i get dizzy yeah, like, yeah, and I immediately just want to pass out and go to bed. Cause it's <laughs> like, but it's just something so fun about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've I've taken to not inhaling anymore. Just, ah, I, I don't <laughs> think I ever like actually inhale cigarettes. Yeah, I, I feel like so I would have gotten addicted to it by now. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely. I, there was a time when I just loved the act of smoking, and so I was doing that. But then. My body was like, hey, actually, we love the whole thing. So if you could <laughs> breathe in real deep for <laughs> uh, Well, it's because you went from cigarettes and then you started <clears throat> vaping. Yeah. Don't get me on vaping. I actually just read a, a whole oh, slew of things even. on vaping. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> rollerblading. Yes. Um, things started to change like in Minnesota and a lot of shit started to happen around the same time for extreme sports as a whole in our state. You look at like um, street, like uh, snowboarding, jibbing as it's called. Jibbing. <laughs> I've never heard of that actually. Oh, Hilarious. that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but 
it was like a secret that Minnesota was like the best place in in the United States to hit handrails. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that for whatever, which is weird because it seems like such a flat place. Yeah. But some tons of, the, of handrails though. Yeah. Of shit ton of handrails. Yeah. So with that, people seeing that, it then bled into all of the other things. So like just the progression just ramped way up and then yeah. skateboarding people started to tour through here yeah. and start like grew to love the state and it just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Cause there were snowboarders who rent out um, storage units and they will keep all their gear here. So like generators, wow. um, those uh, rip cord yeah. uh, things. And yeah, so it like became big, yeah. Big, big deal. Damn, that is a big deal. Around like 2005 or 2006, there was another big uptick in like the hammers that were getting thrown. Yeah. And a lot of those hammers were coming out of Minnesota. Damn. And people were starting to learn like, oh shit. Like you think about like Ryan Guggins. Oh, I know. Just going absolutely ham. Yep. Howard, people were starting to like, oh, that's right. Yep. He does big fucking And of course, Chris Farmer. And of course, Chris Farmer. <laughs> course, Chris Farmer. Like the pinnacle or the what's the word i'm looking for he was one yeah yeah he's one of the godfathers for sure insane and he's such a nice dude too i love chris um i actually we play roller hockey every now and then with him oh that's awesome so, even though i haven't been invited to roller hockey this year <laughs> i'm not even so sure if they still do it but yeah yeah but whatever anywho yeah the but, um, minnesota rollerblading scene is it's very strong and cohesive Ah. Like, um, a lot of the old people who did it, like, they still do it. Yeah. Like, um, I just skated with Mike French. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Um, and he's he's skating with Butch, Dave Walsh. Like, it's just, everyone is just so cool. And it's still, like, that group of rollerbladers. Yeah. They're... Like they just keep doing it, and they have just such a good camaraderie. Like it's, it's kind of inspiring a little bit, yeah. just because it's. I wish I could be that nice. But these I'm a are dick. also old now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, fall and break a hip now. <laughs> oh, it happens. Like Mike French took a really nasty fall at St. Anthony, and oh. like, and it's all cheese grater ground yep. now. Ugh. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do hard tricks anymore. I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to soul grind. That's all I do is soul grinds. I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to hurt myself. I never did back in the day either. I was such a grom. So the contests mm -hmm. in Minnesota were like this big, they were such yeah. massive, per, like that would be a massive mode of progression. Yes. Is like, we, 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 we were all like good with each other. But it was 10 times more apparent when those contests would happen and everybody would be like, oh, it's been months since I've seen so-and-so. And, -so. and yeah. then to see them throw down, it's like, oh, shit, yep. now I'm going to throw down. These spots that we've gone to over and over again, and you'd never think that these tricks were going to get thrown down. And then you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. It, like just on a random day. like Totally. Um, uh, me, Tulo, Josie. And Alex Kumar, and we've we held Street Fighter, the competition. I don't know if you guys remember that mm -hmm. back in the yeah. day. So we've held four of them. That like, um, and that was because I for an eye was going away. Like that That's was right. like when rollerblading started just teetering off. 
Um, and then, you know, no one wanted to hold anything. No one's going to sponsor that. No mm-hmm. one's going to give you free swag and stuff. There's just yeah. no money in it, of course. And um, I forgot to, so real quick for oh, like sure. the audience members, when we say contest, rollerblading had like these unique contests where it was all street spots. Yep. So the um, danger of getting kicked from a spot or getting a ticket, like you didn't know if each spot was going to pan oh, out. I forgot about that. And yep. you had to get these little strips of addresses as to where the next spot was going to be. Yeah. Cause this was before you could just punch it in your phone. You had to have actual printouts yes. and somebody would hand them out to oh be able to go gosh. from spot to spot. Yep. Uh, that that's for like the responsible people. Like, <laughs> I would say me, but if you went to any competition prior to that, no one gave a shit. They were just like, Oh, all right, it's over here. Uh, let's go to County C rails. And then like, where's County C? I don't know. County C like, it's just it was just so no one gave a shit back like yeah trying to get people somewhere but yeah yeah I don't know I did and I, then following each other you can't do that down in cities and, no. no it's it's a nightmare yeah so yeah, yeah. no one wants to deal with that but, yeah but yeah that was uh, that's per- pretty much how it is and usually the format of, for these competitions is like three street spots um you so you go to the first one everyone's competing judges judge and then a handful go to the second spot then a handful go to the third spot and whoever wins in the third spot gets whatever bullshit that we had oh free clothes <laughs> and a hundred dollars i think the first one was like that uh, Brett, oh yeah because yeah. you usually you pay i mean not every contest but uh like five bucks to, yep. to enter and it's basically like betting on yourself because yep. all that money goes into a pool and then depending on the format, either all of that money goes to the first place spot or it's kind of divided up. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Street Fighter, we've always done first place, just gets a shit ton of money. Um, I forget the cash prizes for every single one, but I think Street Fighter 4, we did like we threw in like $1,000 extra or something like that. Holy shit. Yeah. And um, I forgot who won that one. I won, It was an out-of-towner. Oh, man. Now that's going to kill me. I can see his face right now, but he he killed it. Um, just huge tricks, like this really ridiculous wall ride over this like twenty stair. Are you talking about Corey? Mm. Corey Glanville? Wait, yeah, he did win it. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> Corey. I'm sorry, I totally forgot your name. I love you, Corey. He's uh, he's back in Wisconsin right now. Yeah, he totally won it. The, the Eric Bailey of Minnesota. Yes, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable how Corey Glam, how good he is. Yeah, and yeah, he just—I uh, think he's a chef now. Yeah, yeah. So good that sounds him. right. Yeah, chef, absolutely. and he plays in a band. Yeah, man, <laughs> Corey Glanville. If you're listening to this, I love you. You, you're, you're good shit, bro. Back to the point. Street Fighter. It was just kind of a way to get all the rollerbladers, you know, together, have fun. Every, like it was fun to do that. It was yeah. just to go out to a street spot and get a shit ton of people to watch skating and then worry about the cops. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was always fun watching people that didn't come with, like, you know, obviously I'd go with Chris, but like people that were just walking by stop and watch was yeah. so fun. Yes. Like, yeah. because it's just like they're, they're new eyes gazing upon yeah. the sport and these are really good people that are doing it. So to kind of get, generate interest that way was kind of fun, even though it's like, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not sure a 70 year old lady's gonna, 
pick up rollerblading anytime <laughs> soon just because she saw Corey Glanville do like a, a pretty gnarly <laughs> trick. She's like, oh, I'll try that wall ride to 360 out or something. something. I don't know. You guys were always really good about like, because when I started doing contests with the, the Wanna Skate comps, you oh, guys yeah. would always support me when, whenever I would do that shit too, which was awesome. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh, man. Yeah. This is going down like nostalgia. I know. Memory the, lanes here. You think about like, th- those really were like an all day party. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, after the contest, it would, there would always be a party at somebody's house. And it was just, yeah, that, that was like, because Minnesota's a big state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of big. So there would be people that, yeah, you hadn't seen in a while, and, and this was an excuse for them to just... Yeah. Like, there's a there's an element of, like, there's tricks that you know you can do, and then there's tricks that you are pretty sure you have figured out, but you yeah. just haven't pulled the trigger on, and there's something, ab- <laughs> something about those settings, except for RTP. I was going to say oh, yeah. RTP was my favorite. Yes. I love going to Duluth. Yeah. We had the best, well, crazy stories. From yeah, yeah. RTP, mm-hmm. RTP was, so Roll Twin Ports that was up in Superior and Duluth. And there was camping. People would get hotels or crash at people's houses. So that was like a two or three day event. And that was, I mean, Duluth is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that, those spots, yeah. like I would hang for the ledge spot. If the first spot was a ledge spot, yeah. Beyond that, all those spots yeah, are fucking like, terrifying. Fuck no, <laughs> those are killer spots. I ain't doing that. Yeah. It's absolutely Watching insane. Watching people do them too, you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Like I don't even skate. I don't even know what tricks are, <laughs> and I would be like, oh my god. Uh, the the last the last time that that I went, I think it was RTP ten, mm-hmm. and where the last spot was that curve rail. Um, oh yeah, the drop rail. Ramp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing is so tall and so awkward. Yeah, but there's something you that 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 brain fear, which is you know so yeah. brain hacked fear to say, gone, brain fear gone. But yeah. like you look at the obstacle in a certain way, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, this is just a curve rail. Yeah. So I know I can do this on a curve rail, and like people just were able to overcome how fucking weird that spot was. Yeah, it's insane. I wish I could skate like that. I never did. I would never put myself out there. I was just like, eh, this is scary. I might hurt myself, and my parents might get might yell at me if I break something, so I never did it. Well, and I'll still like that. Now that I have to pay for my own insurance, I, I really was don't say want not, to. Yeah. Now you don't want yeah, to go yeah. that year. You know what that reminded me of is, so they're, they're uh, like famously in the rollerblading community, uh, the BMAG message board. Was like where everybody would go to talk shit about the industry, gossip, all that fun stuff. Minnesota had their own version. Was it Skeptic Skeptic Industries? Yeah, now defunct, sadly. But you can still find archives of it on the uh, Wayback Machine. No way. So it's really fun to go back and just see just random posts from like, you know, people calling each other chuckers and stuff and it was just it's so good i wonder if my old i did an interview with chris haffey and posted it on there yeah i wonder if it's still on there that would be really I, I cool bet you could find it but i would also find all the embarrassing shit so yeah. that's the oh other thing gosh. that i wanted to talk about so yeah. with me yep <laughs> i like have these really big ideas these really big dreams notice the office or the sh- what is it called 
The Stoffis. The Stoffis. Ooh, the Stoffis. Studio looks great. office. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good word. Yeah, Stoffis. Totally Stoffis. Big, yeah, yeah. big ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was younger, like those big ideas, I didn't have the money for any of those things. I just assumed that because people could see how passionate and like determined I was, that all this shit was gonna pan out. But really, I was just some weirdo with bleached hair and a JVC camcorder. <laughs> Thinking and so like I would get obnoxiously self righteous mm-hmm. and like get pissed off at people and I know like now it was like part one Grom effect sure like me getting so excited about seeing all these people who were insanely good and talented too because like John Haynes Andrew Murray yeah. yourself included in there like. I'm in like just thinking that I wanted to be a part of that so bad. Yeah. That when I would lose grip, then I rather rather than just like being stoked to just be around it. Yep. I felt like I had to be at the same table as all these other yeah, people. Yeah, you couldn't necessarily be yourself and it was you're yeah. trying to fit in that you know, this group that you just want to be a part of and you're just <laughs> really trying. I, I'm guilty of it. Damn. I've, I've done a lot of stupid shit just to be with people. But yeah. then, then eventually you grow up. But anyways. But I, so it is, it is fun for me. Mm-hmm. This one I'm a little more nervous about. <laughs> Whoa. But like, so, cause I've had people like from childhood and from school and stuff like that be mm-hmm. on here and talk about how annoying I was. Mm-hmm. But in rollerblading, it was like annoying meant more because it was like, uh, we don't want you around at all. Yeah. And well, we have, they this, made it known. They, yeah. You have this message board now where like, there's no filter for it. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody posts something, that person that they're posing about can comment right, and then it's yep. just this fucking shitstorm. Yep, and this is where I'm going to throw too low under the bus. <laughs> Skep, dude, biggest troll ever, and he would just go on there and He was start, a computer warrior, huh? Yes, yeah. and he would just go on there and start talking shit, yeah. and it would be hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just really funny to see because it's just like, what are you doing? He would never say that shit to their face, but he's a nice guy. I love him, but he yeah. just liked doing that. Well, that's the other weird thing is like the the times that I would... So like he and I would get into it a lot. Of course. He made that one post of like the two worst styles in Minnesota, Chris Duke and Troy DeZeo or... <laughs> Troy D. Oh my God. <laughs> that's totally him too. Uh, I, I'll apologize <laughs> on behalf of him for you. Yeah, but he like has like that... It's more the... Like the winner mentality. Yeah. So it like now that like looking back on it now it was like, why like why should we care about what you're doing if you're not if you're not on the same level as us? Like so for me, putting out all these edits, sure, which were dog shit, and always included myself. <laughs> you always have to. <laughs> Everybody wants to see themselves in the video. What the hell? Yeah. But so like to so to think that like. I'm at the same level. I'm not hitting handrails. I'm not placing yeah. in contests. I'm not doing any of this shit. Yeah. But I'm talking like I'm at the same level as other people. Yeah. I would imagine like from somebody who is like, dude, I, you know how much work I've put in to get to where I'm yeah. at? 
Like, it's not the same thing, man. No, I, I feel you on that. I, dude, I never, I hardly hit handrails. Like, I never did any of that stuff. And if I did, it was lit- literally just a soul grind. Yeah. And I would just go skate all day with these guys. And I'm just hanging hanging around. I don't know. I can't really relate to them because they're these guys are putting their lives on the lines. Like, hitting, yeah. doing ridiculous tricks for no reason in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> um yeah, and I guess the only thing that we had in common was just like outside of rollerblading. It was I'm a computer. We all played computer games. Oh. And yeah, so like Joe Howard, Jeff mm. Howard's little brother, him and I were really best friends, well, really good friends growing up. And um yeah, we played Counter-Strike together. Um Chris Pixley from Fargo. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Like, Carl Semelis. Yeah. All these guys, man. We all played video games. And then, like, when we got sick of playing video games, we'd be like, hey, you guys want to go rollerblade? Cool. All right, let's go. And it was just kind of that thing. So I kind of, my nerd nerdiness got me into these groups. <laughs> and that was kind of all that I offered, really. It's like, oh, I can help build a computer. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask. Oh, if God. there are any embarrassing stories or any instances mm-hmm. of like me overstepping oh that you can recall no i've always liked you i'm huh? trying i'm trying to Hold think on. like i i like i knew you were a grom <laughs> i was too like i don't know i was too that's why i just kind of viewed it as that and i don't know it's just like i even back in the day i just always had it in my head that this is a mere blip in our lives, and all of this is very temporary. These guys are probably not going to be a big part of my life in the future, and I mm-hmm. just kept that in my head because I used to hang out with all those guys all the time. And then, like, you know, as you grow up, different yeah. political leanings, different oh, sure. all this stuff. And that, sadly, all that stuff does tear people, like, or push people away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, eventually you just find out your friends really are and i just kept that mentality i don't know i think the thing with you is you have that attachment problem where you oh yeah yeah. so you like you have a hard time letting go of people right which i know like learning um yeah so i i didn't know until like a i don't know like five four or five months ago that like codependency doesn't apply to just like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. codependency is any type of relationship that you've created um, where you, um, like you, there's weight to it yeah. or in like those self-righteous things where I would like go on these fucking crazy rants. Um, it was for some reason thinking that if I see an injustice, I'm the only one that can write it for some reason. Sure. So like, and with that, so now that I know what that is, I look back and I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes a shit ton of sense. Like yeah. when I was trying to make a escape video and, um, we were filming and we were trying to get um, more and more people involved in it. And one of the big things that we were going to do was uh, with all of, cause it was going to be downloadable and you could buy it on uh, DVD. Yeah. But the big thing that we were going to do was X amount of it was going to be set to the side. And then it, we were trying to get like $750 worth of free gear to the chooser the winner's favorite skate shop 
which seemed like a really cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Like being able to get all new skates, all like clothes. Like there's so many poor skaters out there. Yes, there are. So like that concept, I was super excited about. Yeah. And obviously, I think that like it's like a righteous thing to do. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you like just want to do good. So at the same time that that's happening, right? I'm trying to do this. There's like some interest. Aggre- like aggressive mall was interested, and in, like there was some other people, but. Um, at the same time, uh, I think it was charging. So they had run out of money while they were on tour. Of course. And I think it was Kickstarter was still a big thing. Okay. And, oh yeah, because that's what we were doing. We were Kickstarting. Okay. Now it's all coming back. I don't nice. remember any of But at the same time, <laughs> charging, these guys run out of money while they're on tour. Yeah. Everybody goes and throws all of the money at them and they raise $6,000 in like three or four days, something like that. Sure. Big amount. Um, and I freaked out cause I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I can't, we're not even, I think we'd raise like 50 bucks. Whoa. <laughs> oh, so That's a slap. And I was like, we're like, this is something that is going back into the community and these are just dudes that like spent all their money on booze and yep. like, so I did that freaked the fuck out. Yeah. And Adam Johnson was the first one to be like, hey, man, you don't get it. Yeah. People want to see these guys. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. That that hurts. It's Yeah. It's <laughs> like, but you need those moments in your life yeah. where yeah. it's just like, oh, shit. Like, like what we were talking about earlier, we want to know some, like, if we have shit stuck in our teeth. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or like, and if someone doesn't tell you. You're just gonna walk around all day with whatever the bullshit. Broccoli in your yep, teeth. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and people look at it; they yep. just don't say it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's it's exactly like that. It's just like, but you know, it's for behavior stuff. Like, you know, just trying to be do something good, and then someone just has to bring you back down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's well, it's, and yeah. the, like the perception that. Like, oh, people are going to be on board because I'm doing a good thing, a perceived good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to assume that everybody knows that I'm a well-intentioned dude, yeah. even though I'm, like, projecting it out to, like, thousands of people all across the world who have no fucking idea who I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then when I started doing interviews for One Blade, mm-hmm. all that shit kind of changed. Like there were people who were pissed because there was all that drama with One Blade and Daily Bread. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like Daily Bread was this magazine, which was a really cool magazine. It was it was kind of like the Thrasher of rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is a good comparison because then B Mag would have been like the Trans World. Yes. Of like snowboarding. Even skateboard. though I don't know what Trans World is. <gasps> I do. I do. I'm just. I never <laughs> read a page in my life. <laughs> Or looked at one, There's I should say. Good, the snowboarding right. stuff is really good. Okay. Right I on. like that a lot. Like, right. you can tell the production is, at least back you in the You can day. tell there's money in it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. way different. Yeah. Not like <laughs> some poor sponsored rollerblader yeah, yeah. who gets 0.01% of skate sales. That's another wow. weird thing. Yeah. It's okay. ridiculous. So, but their name's on the skate. Yep. I forget who I was talking to about this, but the weird like dichotomy in rollerblading that because somebody is able to create a company that then means, Oh, they have the money to 
like pay for all of these things for for their sponsors when really anyone can start a company oh anybody can go for it yep the success of that company is like and especially in our terms like perceived success yeah is totally different from an actual successful business so there was this weird thing where like people wanted to start companies to support their friends and support rollerblading. And the second that they weren't able to give what rollerblading thought they deserved, because we were looking at all these other industries that had shit tons of money and they were able to tour and nobody had to pay for their own stuff. Yeah. Whereas in rollerblading, when you go on tour, most of the time you're paying for your own shit. Exactly. And Companies just didn't have like, like they weren't selling enough. It's, yeah. It just inherently wasn't a popular sport, even at its peak. But no one wanted to admit yeah. either on either side. Oh, absolutely. So companies were saying, "Bunch of ungrateful assholes. Yep. They don't understand what how much work I'm putting in for like such a small margin of profit." Yeah. And then rollerblading, saying, "I'm out there, you know, skating, falling. I don't have health insurance." You should be able to, so like nobody was willing to give any ground in that regard. And it's only like in the last like five years that I've been like, holy shit. Yeah. Everybody was like, you're in such a, um, controlled environment. Uh, we were in like a little Petri dish compared to everything else that was going on. Yeah. And everybody was trying to figure out how the fuck anything worked. Yep. Um, because like 80% of the companies were majority owned by rollerbladers. Yeah. So it was people who just learned how to do this shit or didn't learn how to do this shit and just threw money at it and yeah, were hoping that it was going to pan out. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was a gamble. Welcome to capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism chose skateboarding. But yeah, so you had all of these like really, really salty people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you weren't supporting the industry, if you were buying used skates, if you you were buying or, like, waiting for someone to give you clothes or anything like that, ooh, a lot of people did not like that for some reason. And, well, for obvious reasons. But, (laughs) I mean, I get it. Yeah, 100% I get it. But also, it's like, well, there's a lot of poor people who (laughs) need clothes and rollerblades who really love rollerblading. So it was such a double-edged sword. Just, um... Yeah, it was kind of a bad time. Yeah, and I think like the one person that I think like fell on that sword so often was Fabiano. Oh yeah, like that dude wanted so bad. He threw so much money. Yeah, and like I get people have whatever opinions, but Mm -hmm. I I spoke with him on so many nights. We would talk for hours and hours about like all these dreams that he had of like actually and like his big goal was being able to support the Minnesota scene. Yeah. Like above beyond like having a sponsored team and all that stuff. He wanted people to recognize like how dope Minnesota was. Yep. And And he did it. Like, I mean what all his companies, format clothing, con artists, he revived uh, Scribe. scribe. Yep. All that stuff. Like and he was just so passionate about what he lo- what he enjoyed doing that he just tried to give it his all, 
And like sadly, it just wasn't in rollerblading. Mm. And now he has Arsenal Fishing. Yes. And apparently that's killing it. I was in the drive thru at Taco Bell yesterday and someone had a bumper sticker of <gasps> Arsenal. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. I had co workers. On the other side, there was Trump. But over here was <laughs> yeah. Arsenal. And I was like, eh, all right. I was like, oh, <laughs> cool, but. Uh. And I was like, take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. But, but that shows like he's but so random. I was like, yeah. Ars- how do I know Arsenal? And yep. it took me a second. I'm like, oh, that's Fabiano's. Yeah. yeah. He's he's so happy and not having to make these sacrifices yeah. and like, l- you know, lose face so many times because it, it's a business that actually works. Yep. Like that's all it takes is like something where you're able to not stress out about not only is the company going to work, but what's the, wh- how are people going to perceive you from here on out? Yeah. Because the second that somebody was off of a team, Boom! Straight to B Mag talking shit yeah. about the owners. Like, no, there was never like a clean cut. Yeah, damn, I never got into that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> Ugh, someone got cut from the team. Was like, all right, tough shit. Like, trying to f- time to find another. <laughs> well, and like to give perspective on how small this industry is, like Don Bambrick yeah. is one of the biggest pros. Yep. And when he left Razors, yeah. I was able to talk to Andy through text messaging yeah like if lebron got cut or even smaller scale frying sheckler got dropped from red bull <laughs> there's nobody that i could text at red bull and be like hey what the fuck happened man yeah, what's going on exactly <laughs> yeah it's like uh let me forward you to the pr or whatever the hell <laughs> Like, all right, Look, cool. man, do you want these sugar-free Red Bull or not? Yeah. That's all I'm trying I to want do. Some. Remember at skate comps when the Red Bull vehicle would go by? Yeah, oh, yeah. the little uh, Mini Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, with the huge-ass can sticking out of the back, and so always like two hot girls <laughs> pop out. Hey, guys, you, you want, want some, some Red, Red Bull? Bull? Yes, I do. And then you're just salivating at them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, sure, Red Bull. But no, uh, yeah, they were all over the place. I, I know that is so random. I can't believe I just thought you about can that. buy those Red Bull cars now because apparently they don't really use them. Well, I mean, oh, they really? don't use them anymore. So, yeah, so I see like people just drive around with. You're like, like wait, 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 stop! Yeah. We're supposed to get free yeah. ones now. But no, it's like um, all the decals are off, so all you see is just. I think they still left the can on in the back, <laughs> so it just looks. So you can just change the can to yeah, whatever. Just put like I don't know, Coca Cola. That's hilarious. Or clean. There you go. Clean cause. Yeah. That's what's there up. Clean cause. Yep. Promo code TNSAA <laughs> oh, gosh, for 20%. No, it's all the same network. Okay. All right. Good enough. 20% off your next order. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, rollerblading. Look at that. But yeah. Okay. That's a lot of rollerblading. That was a talk. lot of rollerblading. Sorry, guys. So when- I we... was asleep that whole time. Yeah, it's so. all right. And it, now people who listen to that, like rollerblading, be like, oh, these guys don't- like, he was, These guys are never into this industry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we observed it. That's all yeah. that matters. We can criticize what we want. Well, and I'll say because of my whole like thinking that I was going to have some type of impact on rollerblading, I yeah. had this like- these delusions of grandeur, I would say. Yeah, man. Oh, that is a good... Yeah, that's what I would diagnose you with. Yeah. Um, thinking that I was going to save certain aspects of rollerblading. Just yeah. fucking insane. Hey, man, if you think, like, the the mind is a powerful thing. That's such sure. a cliche thing to say. But it's just, um, if you really think you have an idea, 
and it can help some save something or somebody why the fuck not like why wouldn't you do it i mean i, I will say like it's such a positive thing i think thing. the thing too with like what you wanted to do is like these and you can erase this if i'm completely wrong but like <laughs> chase he was really good oh my god yep. but like didn't have the money for like the newest skates and all that kind of stuff so it's like you wanted to help those almost underdogs who are amazing yeah, yeah. I coined the nickname for him Trailer Park Chase. Like, wow. and then he yeah. used it as a screen, uh, AOL Insta Messenger <laughs> name. I was like, all right, yeah. But, dude, that's a good example. Like, I, when I started filming, like, those are the dudes that I latched on because I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Every time there's a skate comp, people are losing Killed their minds. It too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But nobody's, like, shining a light on these dudes. But, uh, so what I was going to say, uh, oh, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Those dudes, those were the perfect people, like David Walsh and those cats. Yep, they're the sweetest human beings. Yep, love them to death. So I'm glad that like I, those were the dudes that I latched onto. Good. But yeah, they're very great people. What I was gonna say was not, and I'm not like trying to toot my own horn or whatever. But so you're tooting your own. Horn. <coughs> I, know, I am I gonna, gonna toot my own horn. Do it. I love it. Do you have a horn sound on that thing over there? <laughs> I'll throw it in there. Pew, pew, pew. Um. When I approached Justin at One Blade, mm-hmm. I I did rollerblading interviews, but I was like uh, starting to do concert photography. Yeah, and I was like, I can get, I can line up music interviews if you just let me post them on on your website. Yep. And he was game for that. And then when I started doing that, there was a bigger uptick in like the traffic that went to that site. Yeah, we got to see. We got to go to some pretty cool interviews. Nice. Then, yeah. Wait, who did you interview? Uh, Census fail. What? Yeah. Oh wait, I remember that one. I actually do remember that. I was like yeah. Chris Duke. I yeah, remember that was saying so that. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then some other like uh, it was a like, lot of Warp Tour bands. Yeah, sure. lots yeah. of Warp Tour bands. Yeah. Um, it, but the biggest thing was uh, interviewing David Keckner from Anchorman. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty epic. Yeah, he got you know, to sit in his hotel room. No, I don't know. Champ who that is. Kind, the guy with the cowboy Whammy. hat. He was on The Office. Too. Good lord, my brain when it comes to shows and <laughs> movies, I am so fucking stupid. If you stupid. saw a picture of him, you'd be like, "Oh, I probably, know David yeah. Oh, him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, damn, dude. I landed an interview with him. Yeah, M- me and my little brother got to hang out in his hotel room for two hours while he drank and told us stories. Basically, yo, that's pretty sweet. So like. And, well, and you know what I don't talk about as much? You know who Lawrence Krauss is? Why? He's a, he's a physicist. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah. He's done a lot of debates and yes. atheist as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Landed an interview with him. And so like these, I, I was able to, oh, I know why I was bringing that up. Because when you were talking about like if you put your mind to it type yeah. of stuff. But the shitty part of that was I was like landing these big things. But nothing was changing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? What, why Why aren't people? And then I would like take it as an affront to like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So I, I I was a salty sailor as well. Yeah. Like when if, it came to that stuff. Like even though you were netting some big shit, it and just. And bringing lots of traffic to BMIG. For yep. The, yep. But it just. Not BMIG, you, one blade. Oh, <laughs> you want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You wanted that recognition. You want it. Like, everyone does. Yeah. Who doesn't? That, I mean, you're bringing in huge fucking names, and then all of a sudden, it's just no one cares, like, after. Well, but the and the, the but the, the thing that I realize now is, like, it's not that people weren't looking at it. Yeah. 
that just in our community it doesn't equate to anything. Oh yes. So like not under. So I became one of those people that was like, instead of recognizing the industry for what it was, I was like, oh, well, I should I should have this now because I was able to do blah 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 blah. And it's yep. like no, we just we don't have that. We get to do cool shit, and those are those should be like digested as really unique experiences that I got to have rather yeah. than this other thing. Yes. Yeah. Kind of looking at it through the wrong lens almost. Yeah. yeah so which bleeds right into the next topic. Ooh. Photography. Porno. Yeah, I was going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say urination. How did you pick up photography by the way? Oh, um Oh, it, do you have to go pee pee? Oh, that's Yeah, fine. I got to go after her too. <laughs> so, I don't know if you're going to edit this out. I mean, yeah, we will. Okay, cool. That's okay. We can wait. Do you want to throw out any racial slurs? Um, Now, you are Filipino? Cambodian. Cambodian! I always fuck that up. Soksabai. That's so funny, because I work with a lady who's Cambodian. Oh, nice. And I did the same thing to her. I was like, Filipino? She was like, no. We are interchangeable. (laughs) It's crazy. Why, Why is it? Like, have you, have people thrown that at you before? Oh, Filipino? 100%. Yeah. It's either I'm Filipino or um, uh, mixed mulatto because my lips, they think I'm black and Vietnamese. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at these. I got big mm. lips. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, as everyone has said to me, DSLs. <laughs> so uh, that's for the people who don't know, that means. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That felt good. It's a good pee. Yeah, it was a long pee. Um. Okay, so we're back from commercial break. Uh, Gotta take a pee pee. Pee I'm a photographer. Are you a photographer? I was a photographer, kind of. Not really. I just. Yeah. Do you still have a camera? Oh, I actually gave them all to my dad. Really? Yes, I did. Uh, I was just. I just wasn't using them anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. I love it. I love cameras. I love all that shit, but it's just so expensive. It is expensive, for sure. All right. Well, that's all that needs to be said about that. All right. See you later. Have a good one. Back to rollerblading. (laughs) I forgot because I did want to bring this up. So um, when we were talking about those skate contests. That one RTP we went to, the crazy one. Well, so I forget if you were there or not, but when Ben Weiss was on Shrooms. Uh, I was not at that one. Okay. I heard about this. So, yeah. So, something that's like underlying in the rollerblading, well, well, in skate, extreme sport world in general, mm-hmm. that people don't talk about is when somebody who's young gets really good, you're now skating with people twice your age. Yeah. And nobody addresses like how weird that dichotomy is. Mm-hmm. Like going on tour, like John Bellino. Mm-hmm. Being like 15, 16 years old, going, getting hammered with full-blown adults, like it it just was such a weird breeding ground for like debauchery that, um, yep. like, so for the instance that Kim's talking about, so RTP were there and uh, I think that was actually the first year that I went. Really? Yeah. That's a hell of Because I, I remember I wanted to go the previous year and then I was like, hey, we should do it. Let's go. And I know this is the year too that we got the money from the famous Daves and No, you know what? I thought that those were the same year, but it wasn't. Yep. So but that year mm-hmm. Weiss was on shrooms and 
and I think he won the contest because like he had brought plywood and was like doing these mm. big like crazy gaps and yeah. shit. Um, Jumping off buildings to a rail like it's just <laughs> yeah yeah it's insane. Um, and the, and that was the first instance that I was even aware that that shit w- was happening. Yeah. So that's why I bring that one up because it's like someone was like, yeah, he's on shrooms right now. Like he's kind of out of his mind. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How can you how can you skate on shrooms? That seems terrifying. It's crazy. <laughs> like, um, so my rollerblading crew, like Jeff Howard and stuff, um, we were actually all very straight edge up until like maybe when we all hit twenty one. Mm. Or well and then yeah, twenty one. And um, all of a sudden, we just kind of saw this, you know, people just started drinking and stuff like that, experimenting with drugs and whatnot. And I don't know, like, we took a lot of pride in being straight edge back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, insane. It's, like, I remember talking with um, a whole bunch of rollerbladers and be like, yeah, like, I don't need that shit. I got rollerblading. Mm-hmm. That, that was literally the mentality. That's so funny. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, we just, all right, beer, it's good. <laughs> feels good <laughs> weed all that stuff and yeah. i don't know it just kind of it just slowly turned into you just started accepting it more in the community yeah and it was kind of sad because like as you were saying like younger kids coming into the scene and then all of a sudden these kids are you know parting with older old yeah. people yes. it's weird man i never liked that it's just <sighs> This little kid's very influenced by these guys that, you know, are accepting, accepting, yeah. The skill set makes them accept these kids. Yes. It it, it makes them seem older than they are because they're able to do what the adults are doing. Yes. So they, it, it, you drop your guard and think that they're able to handle more than they might actually be able to handle. Yes, that's, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's scary. Being that young and getting drunk with old dudes, I mean, yeah. like, granted, it's not, there's no pedophilia here, yeah. but it's just, it's, it At just least feels, not in Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just feels so gross, but, uh oh. Sorry. That's all right. It's family. Why, why does he want to FaceTime you? Oh, he does that sometimes. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. oh brother. Speaking of a grom, <laughs> <laughs> That's Josh was kind of grommy. Yeah, but he was a little kid, so it was yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you were a full grom. Yeah, I was a little grom. Yeah. If you're young, you can be a grom. Yeah. If you're our age, if you're a grom, then you need a hobby. <laughs> um, But back to Anyways, like yeah. the, the drug abuse and stuff, like, like, what the fuck was that dude's name? Phil? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Phil. The dude with the dreadlocks. Will Bean, Mike Way. Oh, sure. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. what you're talking about. So, though. like... When when so there was a, a a skater in the community that passed away, uh, Richie Parisu, mm-hmm. and when that happened, I was like close with him and Jason Calva, and like when when his when Richie's friends started to like learn about me through Jason, I think um, we started skating together and. Mm-hmm. That that was the worst of it for me that I saw was like these guys had like their own issues that they were refusing to work out. And because they had a skill set that people like envied, they thought that they were kind of given a pass to do all these all yeah. like it, bad behavior and abuse 
drugs and alcohol like crazy. Yeah. It was rampant, man. Like, um, my crew, Joe, too, and all those guys, um, the Mung Booters, that's what they The Mung were. Booters, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Like, I don't know, they were really hardcore and all that stuff. And it's just, I don't, like, it's, I don't understand why drugs and alcohol is such a part of that the uh, culture the culture it's it's just so weird it's yeah. like you guys are doing something like that demands like you know you being at your peak yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah. your full attention yeah. Yeah. there's a but, lot of consequences for fucking up a trick yes. especially if you're trying to be at the level of like Aragon and yeah. Hathi and those dudes exactly it's just why wouldn't you want to be kind of sober for that but yeah. again it's just like it's that education it's that whatever type of life experience that they've had like I don't know a lot of Rollerbladers have had shitty upbringings from here and um, like it's just their outlet. They're actually good at something and then they just fall into that trap of, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, when you're not rollerblading, try some of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, oh, like there's a lot of people who fell into just really bad stuff and um, like. Ugh, it's kind of sad to see sometimes, but you just got to be supportive for a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we, we talked a little bit about this stuff beforehand, mm-hmm. like um, there was, and before even like realizing that mental health was going to become a more accepted thing, mm-hmm. um, there were people that we saw struggle and there were those little blips where you were like, oh, you too? Yeah. But it felt like it was only you could only talk about it with that person. Yeah. Whereas now, like we can kind of more openly. So, like for you, was it depression or anxiety? Like, what were the the things that you struggled with? Oh, it it was definitely depression. Um, I had so I actually did kind of grow up pretty fucked up. Um, like my middle brother and I do not have a good relationship at all. Like it is very bad. Um, he was extremely abusive growing up. Um, mm. mentally more mentally than physically um and it kind of fucked me up because it was just like there's some day like i would always try to get along with him like mm. oh hey come play video games or something like that and he would like but he would just bully his way into getting whatever he wanted and my parents would always succumb to it mm. and oh my parents didn't never necessarily saved me from a lot of it from a lot of the abuse anyways they were deathly scared of him oh and, wow. yeah um like i mean just uh some of the physical abuse like um like lock me outside uh on a winter day or something like that um throwing me downstairs shit like that like it was pretty bad yeah. um on top yeah um but like it wasn't until like my adult years um uh, probably like maybe 20 yeah early 20s um like I saw a therapist probably like a handful of times and it came to the conclusion, like, why am I so anxious? Why can't I like trust people? I have huge trust issues. Mm. Um, and it's all because like what we dug up was just because of all the shit my brother did to me. And, um, yeah, it. so after all of that and, just mental health is just such a big thing for me, even though I need to see a therapist. But I've been, it just sucks with insurance. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's in your network. Is it like, uh, does yeah. Medica do this? Does Medica do that? And it's just, ugh. it's kind of a, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, uh, all of that, like, 
it kind of hampers like a lot of my relationships with friends and stuff because it's like I tend to be so uptight mm. and I don't know where I'm really going with this, but that, that's uh, really interesting yeah. because like my perception of you was not, not that. And I don't know if you picked up like on my silliness or, or oh, what yeah. the deal was, but every time that I would see you is always just a bunch of silly shit. Yes, absolutely. We touch each other's butts and yeah. stuff all the time and act really gay towards each other. I loved it. Talk, talk about Chappelle show. Yeah, man. Yeah. There was, it, it was just so playful. Yeah. And that's what I love doing. I love being playful. Um, like bringing back the rollerblading community. I was always known as Von Gay. That yeah. because, yep. Everyone called me that because fuck, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, <laughs> because I'm just one of those people that just I like to get people a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and um, like, um, I'm gonna embarrass Blake Cohen because he just never loved any of those advances like it was just like it was i wouldn't really go in for anything i just pretend to go tickle him or something yeah yeah and then he would just pull pull, pull that thing a little oh. closer to you my bad there we go hello <laughs> closer to the mic it's right on the top there's a little they're not omnidirectional they're oh not that there we fancy. go hello there we go all oh, right good good so thank good. you no please <laughs> feel free please tell me to okay do that. now oh, yeah um but yeah so that's interesting to hear you say that whole uptight thing because I just never saw that side of you. Yeah, it's a big side of me. Um, well, just, finish the Blake story though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it was pretty much done. It was oh. just like uh, <laughs> it was just I always loved making him feel uncomfortable because it just was. I don't know. It just made me feel like I was liked in a way that people just thought was weird. But I don't know. It was. It was an. It was my way of being accepted. Yeah. It was yeah. really weird because, I mean, we're still friends, so I must have been doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But going back to, like, the mental health stuff, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know where I was going with that. Well, so with, with the the trust issues oh, yeah. that you had, yep. um, where, so do you think that in kind of i mean obviously you enjoy the silly stuff but mm -hmm. it also allows you to have kind of distance because the silliness isn't necessarily who you are yes for a bit or for a gag like these little things kind of allow for a, a certain piece of separation correct where they don't necessarily they're not gonna try to to lean on you for something yep does that make sense no that's exactly it um it almost says when you when you say that, when you say it like that, it's like um, I use that silliness to kind of detach myself from what I think is off-putting about me. Oh, and um, like you know, me being uptight. Ask anybody, like my closest friends, they all know I'm uptight. Like um, when we went to, uh, when I went to a friend's bachelor party in Miami, house full of fifteen bros, <laughs> cause like. Causing ruckus, you know, them being bro -y. And, of course, me, I'm a, I always feel like I need to be responsible all the damn time. <laughs> so it's like if things aren't going a certain way, I have to, like, just – I have to be like, hey, man, like, I don't like the way this is going. I'm going to go hang out by myself for a little bit. And it just seems to be very off-putting when you just want to be kind of alone reading a book in Miami when it's, you know, winter sure. weather up here. But – and, you know, you're supposed to be partying with the bros, getting drunk in Miami, doing blow and shit. I was going to so, say cocaine. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> it was it was rampant. 
Uh, but no, it was like, uh, I can be a little off-putting in that regard because it's like almost me projecting onto somebody else that they need to be responsible. They need mm. to, and it's, I can't stand it when people aren't responsible. Um, yeah. That's very interesting. Do you have any questions for Kim Duke, who's yeah, a mental say, health professional? Well, well hey. I'm not a therapist. Oh, damn it. But you I are. A, <laughs> all right. I, I was, was waiting for unload. you to be like, hey. Hey, so. Um, uh, um, I, do you take Medica? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you? Are you a network? <laughs> I, I like fingers up my butt. Can you tell me why I like that? <laughs> well, the anus has a lot of nerves. Yes, it does. So. <laughs> It's the, the the tongue of the ass. Yeah. <laughs> As they say. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, but. Well, so we hadn't seen each other for a while. Yeah. The last show that we saw each other at was uh, Dalia. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that, so what I, I was going to say was we, yeah. ha- we hadn't <laughs> seen each other for years because like i had my back issues so i like oh sure from rollerblading and all that stuff um and then i ran into you was it christina pajitsky yeah that was just a few years ago yeah yeah and then one year ago over a year and a half ago yeah yeah and so in and then we learned like oh shit you like comedy yeah oh man you guys like the same comics yes absolutely it was so refreshing to see that because there's not a lot of people that like the same comedy as me. My girlfriend, she kind of does, <laughs> but I don't know. She can only handle so many dick and piss jokes all the time, so oh. it's just, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. Did yeah. you did you go to the Ali Wong show? No, I wanted to. I know. So good. I wanted, like, I don't, th- yeah, I couldn't get tickets. It's just, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's sold out super quick. Yeah. That's right. So Yeah. Wife of the year over here sitting she, online uh, right when tickets go on sale. Come on. She talked about how every city that she goes to, she has to ask around to find where the good Asian food is. Of course. And she said she had to travel all the way to Hmong Village. Oh, yeah, in St. Paul. Yeah. Which I've never, I never even heard of that before. Yeah, man. My mom sells bean sprouts there. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, man. That might be the most Asian sounding it's thing. hella Asian. <laughs> Dude, so awesome. Every time I go to my parents' house, she's like, look, look, Van Lee, I'm making bean sprouts. And I can sell these for $100. I was like, hey, great, mom. Here's $100. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> so where, where, when did you start going to shows? Oh, um, so... You met the big guy that I was with, Andy Carlson, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. curly hair. Him and I are just big fans of comedy. And um, I think our first show, our first show together was, <laughs> um, good Lord, I, I don't even remember. It might have been Bill Burr. Oh, oh, I remember you telling me about um, that. Yeah. It was Bill Burr at, um, why do I want to say state? theater oh probably I feel like a lot of things yeah. are at the state yeah. yeah yeah and yeah we just kind of made it a habit um we would each just buy each other like if we see a comedy like uh see tickets on sale we we'd just be like all right let's just buy them we'll pay each other back later or whatever yeah. so we kind of just made a habit of doing that and um like oh we got to he uh he got tickets to louis ck when he was in here when he's back that was amazing at acme and you um, went to those shows yeah man it was crazy. Like I am very interested. Yeah. In like, did he address? Oh, 
right from the beginning. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't want to say what he said. Well, because his special's out now, so yeah. if people really want to exactly figure it out, it, it was essentially what it. he said at the beginning of the special. <clears throat> like, but he would go. You know, he's at Acme, very small venue. And then all of a sudden he just opens up with, I used to do stadiums. And then like everyone, it, that killed and it just cleared the air. And it was just so crazy. It was, yeah. It, like he, he did it in a way that I felt like he should have done it and he did it. And it was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and he killed all night. Uh, it was funny because it was like protesters outside. Yeah. Which is totally understandable. A um, lot of those protesters were comic friends of mine that like, yeah. because at that time, there was some shit going down in our own scene and then which has really gone down now which yeah it's gotten much much worse sure yeah <laughs> finding out that like people in like comics so the comedy scene as a whole like seems to just breed sexual assault and yeah. like sexual misconduct over like it's so yep. so disheartening totally um, but yeah, so at that time there was some shit going down and, and then when they heard that Louis was coming, it was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. So now not only is, are we like trying to make things better, but we're promoting this dude who like made exactly the, the unsafe work environment yes. such a, and it sucks being like a fan of comedy. I know. Especially like, I really liked Chris D'Elia too. Yep. Yeah. Can I admit something? Yeah, what's I fell asleep at that special. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I think I had such high expectations for his show yeah. too because of the stuff I've seen from him before was so funny. Yep. Like my favorite bit and will always be my favorite is the drunk girl bit. So I had like all these high expectations and like you go to it and you're like, oh. And almost I think the hardest thing too is like knowing that they were filming. Yeah. You felt I like I had felt like we had to laugh the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like I wasn't even hearing the jokes because it's like, okay, if the camera for some reason goes on us, like you have to look like you're laughing yes. at everything. Yep. So the pressure's then, on. Yeah, yeah. So then when we watched it on Netflix, it was like I don't remember that joke, and I yeah. was I didn't drink. I was completely sober yeah. for it. So it's like, so I felt like I couldn't really. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like when you go to some comedy shows, you're just so in that moment of yes. like you're just trying to be a part of the laugh track almost. Yeah. Yes. And then like you just kind of forget a lot yeah. of the jokes that are kind of happening. But like Christina P was amazing. Yeah. That was it was she yeah. killed. Did you go see Tom Segura? I did. Okay. We yeah. Went yeah to that, one that too. was that, well, remember. So I like I got lost. And I was like, I'm just going to go for the nearest door. And it just so happened to be the one that you were walking in. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yep. So that was three shows in a year. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, that's so hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, I can't fucking believe it. I know. Dude. We got to just start going to shows together. Yeah. Let's just make a habit of doing Yeah, absolutely. Whenever the <laughs> hell. I was going to say when they happen again. Yeah. Ugh. That's probably why my brother was calling me. He wants me to do, uh, to produce a, a comedy show. There's like a pavilion by where they live now uh where they do like music and he was like well it would be cool to do comedy shows there mm -hmm. which i love comedy oh, obviously yeah. do you i do love it oh, yeah. i'm a geek so i was gonna ask you this like do, do you dissect it in the way that like like i'll pause a special and be like okay do you know why that's funny because the way that he set that up was so that he could do a callback by yeah. the end of the show. Like I, I do that constantly. <laughs> yeah, Chris yep. does it all the time. He's like, callback, 
Like he'll just sit there and like, <laughs> and it's like, don't pause a comedy show. Like we got to watch it. No, the, I, I am the exact same way. I love nerding out uh, the art of creating it and yeah. how it's delivered interests me so much. And I, I want to do it. I want to do stand up. Oh, that's right. I th- I remember you talking about that. But I just I don't know. I just I beat my dis- like I I just feel like I can't do it, and I just need to get past that stage. I think there's aspects of you and and unique stories to you, mm-hmm. like when you talk about rollerblading. Yeah, people think spandex bike helmet for yeah. some reason oh yeah absolutely so like the and, a, and which i do wear i was you, gonna say that's your biking outfit yeah, i do wear that <laughs> but you brought up the fact that people used to call you von gay yeah man i totally forgot there's, about that there's so many you have so many <laughs> premises that people oh. like that you could turn into five minutes yes easily easy, man easy easy those are the types of that's the type of shit that i have man but do you do the thing because i have other friends who are they love comedy yeah but they feel like if they're gonna do it they want it to be an actual five minutes Mm -hmm. like like almost pro level yeah the expectations are very high yeah rather than just being like dude there's drunk 50 year old women that go up and do open mics yeah if anything you would get twice the laughter just by knowing what you know yeah. rather than having these high See, expectations. See, and that's, that's precisely it. It's like <laughs> there's, I have it. Like, I know I can do it. I know, like, but I'm just such a wuss. <laughs> it sucks. It's just, uh, it scares the hell out of me, public speaking. Doing this, even. I'm like, <laughs> It's like, I just feel like I would freeze. Yeah. Dude, you should see me in meetings. Ugh. <laughs> like, I know that, Even that, on Zoom meetings? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'll host a meeting and I'll just start explaining some stuff and then I'm just stuttering every other word. I feel like my words aren't being communicated properly because I have, I sometimes always fumble my words. All what the about, time and shit like what that. if, what if uh, like, I don't feel like you're uptight. I think you have some underlying yeah. anxiety. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I need weed. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my weed? Um, Kidding. Kind of. Are you a fan of improv? I want to be you want to be. yes because i noticed you've always been able to riff and like we didn't know it was riffing back in the day yeah would you like to would you like to try out yeah let's uh let me let me do the comedy tryouts here okay let's here see if go. i can let me try i'm gonna have you be miss mrs long my my mother your mother Ooh, let me get very asian okay. and uh we're in a grocery store and you're looking for an item mm-hmm and and you're asking me for help. Oh, sir. Uh, choose me. Yes. Choose me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I choose you. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you help me find uh, cucumber? Y- yes. You want you want cucumbers? Cucumber. Absolutely. We have a sale on cucumbers right now. Okay. Where? Uh, if you'll just follow me. Okay. I'll, where? I'll <laughs> right this way. Okay. I come. <laughs> So as you can see, we have this stack of. Oh, cu- okay. <laughs> yeah, we have the stack of cucumbers. Yeah. And right now, if you buy three. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, yeah, I got. Are you? Sh- nope. Oh, okay. And then I'm off in my own world. 
Sorry, mom. I love you, but that's her. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. So. I've never heard that accent before either. Choose me. I love that. Choose me. Oh, it, it, that <laughs> sticks out to me because there was a one time my mom rolls down the window to ask for directions because we were like super lost, and then like it was me, my brother, and my mom in our in our car. She rolls down the window, and she just yells out the window, "Choose me, choose me," <laughs> and like and she's the lady's not paying attention until like my brother rolls down my oldest brother rolls down the window he goes excuse me can you help us please and it's just like uh being asian is so funny because no one understands you and everybody you, wants you to talk you know English. now now that i think about it you kind of remind me of joe coy in the way yeah. that you do your mom like yeah you really get in the zone oh yeah like that was that was perfect yeah absolutely i love making fun of my mom <laughs> It's so good. Just because she's so Asian. Oh. Like, uh, like my mom and dad are, like, great for just comedy. <laughs> my dad's a moron. And, like, he, he For mumbled. some reason, when you were saying more, I thought you were going to say Mormon. I'm like, what? That my dad's crazy. a Mormon, has, like, nine wives, <laughs> 25 trillion children, because Asian people will just have a trillion children with one <laughs> mother. Or, I meant one lady. <laughs> one, yeah. I guess that's kind of correct, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. See, wow, that I can, was awesome. I can probably do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you have an arsenal of material. Yeah, and the riffability. Yeah, people underestimate like there's certain like when you get in that flow, mm -hmm. there are things that you'll say on stage that feel like muscle memory. That, yeah. Like you don't even realize that you're going to say this thing, but it works perfectly with, mm -hmm. and I, I could see you doing very well. No, that's uh, very encouraging. I do like that. So I'm, awesome. I'm probably going to take that with me. Well, Kim Duke, it's time for our, our favorite segment. Oh, no. Are you, are you ready for yeah. a three, two, one? <laughs> so Vaughn, this is the part of the show where we try a snack that we've never tried before. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> So kind of funny. What's the snack today? Uh, what is the snack today? You seem to have yeah, picked something. Yeah, I think up. <laughs> I picked something up when I when Chris was saying, "Hey, pick a snack," and then I was like, "Okay." And you were, you said something like, "Oh, it might be a while before we start the podcast." I was I thought that was like kind of a hint to, eat "Oh, you snack. can eat the snack." And then I started eating a few, and then you're like, "Dude, you're not supposed to eat it." I was like, "Oh, well, I thought I could," and then. Yeah, I don't know. That's so my anxiety. What are what are what is this snack called? Damn. <laughs> well, that's D funny. Yeah, D A I M. So damn. It's the. Uh, is it damn good? You don't know. You haven't tried it. I yet. don't know. I haven't <laughs> tried it yet. Norwegian Maribo. Yep. I can tell, and I also I can tell that the, these guys have went to it's IKEA not recently. It's Swedish. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Is yes. it? Yeah, it is, it's yeah. Swedish. Yes. It is. IKEA yep. Swedish, and I am Swedish, so I know yeah. I made those. See. Norwegian, yeah. Swedish, Cambodian, Filipino. He yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. He presents me like all these snacks, and I was like, "Dude, I just went to IKEA today. I fucking bought like that one and that one." That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, "Did right. you get these chairs at all IKEA right, so today?" Oh, go yeah. ahead, grab oh, one yeah. out of there. All right, fine. So what we do is That's we right. sniff. Yes. So I'm gonna have you pretend that you didn't try these. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, All right. So do we do give like it a caramel. sniff of doodle? Yeah, it smells a lot like yeah. caramel. Oh, man. I like oh, that. no. It smells awesome. So you ready? Yeah, three, two, one. 
Mm. Well, I expected caramel on the inside. It's toffee. Mm-hmm. See, it's like a Heath bar and a Rollo. Rollo. Mm. Mm-hmm. An easier to eat Rollo. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. With crunchy inside so the yeah. gooey gooey. You mean the sticky and then ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just like. The sticky and then yeah. who left these? That's a good way to. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got again. stuck in the in the laundry. Yeah. Rolos are Rolos. always getting stuck yeah. in the laundry. And, and in people's teeth and no one tells you. Oh, and then you have to re... <laughs> no. No, I'm I just lying. had Rolos. Having to like rip it down too and get that tin foil in the yeah. paper. I know. Yum. No. That was delicious. Yeah, that was delicious. I We've would definitely really buy them again. Stuff like what? Here. Oh Can gosh. Dried up broccoli, but not like good dried up broccoli. It was... What else was really gross? Just broccoli florets. That that thing that tastes that we ate cockroach or not cockroaches, oh. but crickets. Yeah, no, yum. Yeah, we ate crickets. They, those weren't bad. Yeah, they were barbecue flavored. Oh, they were nice like sunflower <laughs> seeds. Yeah. Um, that weird flat, crunchy, red thing, like a beef oh. stick, but it wasn't a beef. Oh Ugh. yeah, that's what? right. It was gross. Where was it from? No fucking idea. Yeah. They were disgusting. I think it was Amazon. We bought a huge box of random oh, sure. snacks. I bought Korean snacks. Yeah. That's what it said on Amazon. And then we get the package and it says Japanese snacks. Oh, dude. They fucking <laughs> <laughs> bait and switch. Those <laughs> sons of bitches. Yeah. I wouldn't be sure that the Koreans did that or the Japanese. Someone in between. Yeah. Bait and switch. You no. Know, we didn't go into the comedy. Chris was such a comedy nerd. We had to go to the comedy store when we went to LA. Mm-hmm. Three, he went there three times. Well, That's, multiple times. I saw photos of that. Yeah. yeah. God, I he had to go you. see David Spade. I love David that Spade. That was so weird. Yeah, that is weird. The, what's 10 times better than seeing David Spade was in one night, I got to see Anthony Jeselnik, Anderson Tino, and shit, now I'm spacing on his name. Oh no! Fuck. Wow. Whatever. I'm a yeah. comedy nerd. Yeah, but I was, isn't Andrew Santino like handsome? He is. Like unreal. Who's Andrew Santino? The redhead? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, he. I don't know. There's just. Some I think about... him and Rudy should date though, for real. <laughs> I think they'd have a good dynamic. <laughs> yeah. They totally. do. The way they talk. It's funny. She's 18. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Barely 18. <Yeah. laughs> Not bad. Oh. I should get to know people's ages before yeah, I make comments. Right. Yeah, oof. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting to see Jesselnik and Anderson Tino on stage one after the other. That's pretty awesome. Oh my God. I, that that was, I couldn't believe that, that you could even get tickets for a show like that. Yeah. And then in the same vein, like um, the next time that I went to the comedy store, I got to see Bobby Lee, Eric Griffin, Esther. Pavitsky. Yeah, yeah Pavitsky, yeah. fucking God, there was some just absolute. It, it's crazy. The comedy store is insane. Like I can't believe that place exists. Yeah, and that that's where people work out their still shit. Exist yeah, after COVID, but yeah, exactly. But, Saw Dane Cook there. Oh, nice. Fucking Jeff Ross. Whoa, that was insane. He was working. Cool. I saw him. He was working out his roasts for Bruce Willis. Okay, and he was like. You know, do you guys mind if I test out some of these jokes? And then the there's a uh, guy that plays a piano in between each person coming on and off, and he just liked the way that that sounded. He was like, "Yeah, why do you why do you just keep that going?" And so the guy played piano through his entire set, 
oh, and he like awesome. started to like get the rhythm and would time it out with the piano. Like, yeah, it's, in- it's See, fucking insane. Why don't you live there, L.A.? <laughs> oh yeah, L.A. It's expensive. Oh yes. Yeah. Also, so expensive. and all this shit that's going on in the Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Man, they opened Epstein's thing. I just got a text from my friend who's digging through his papers. Oh, my God. Wait, who? Epstein? Epstein? Oh, yeah, all that shit. Yeah. yeah. But did you see Brian Callen? Yeah, when he was here? Oh, no, no, Oh. You haven't heard about his sexual oh. assault? I did not see that. I know. What the heck? That's very disappointing. I because know. him and Brendan were talking about Chris Lee on their podcast. Yeah. And Brendan was like very tore up. Yeah, he was crying. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder how this is gonna go. Yeah, that's good lord. Uh, does it just breed like these types of people or what? I don't know. It's like uh, the, the, they're damaged people who are elevated, mm-hmm. and bec- especially like comedy having kind of a boom. Yeah, they're being rewarded for not addressing their actual issues. Yeah. Like it makes for good stand-up sets. Sorry, touch your own. <laughs> makes for good sets and and bits and things, but the underlying issue that people don't seem to catch, like, yeah, is all of this, you know, forced bravado, and then that turns into like, oh, I, oh, I deserve this now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh hey, did you deal with that problem? No. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep moving forward. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, yeah, something bad's gonna happen. Yeah, and that just seems to be like with Louis C.K. Like that dude had some issues, like oh, hundred uh, percent body dysmorphia. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Like all kinds of things that like he just didn't chip yeah. on his shoulder. All these things he didn't accept, and then boom, all of this acceptance, and he hadn't actually dealt with any of the other stuff. Yeah. He would say it on stage and people would be like, hey, man, that was a fucking funny son. I really liked it. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm dying inside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so a like, lot of for comedy like that. And not that I'm trying to make excuses for these people. They have committed heinous acts and I f- am fucking revolted. Um, it's but, yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a weird thing, too, because there's clearly like a line drawn. There's a divide with this type of stuff. And, um, but I feel like, like, um, if I'm stepping on any, any toes, this is just kind of, you know, I apologize in advance, but like, um, like with the Louis CK thing, like there was, it, it was either you like forgave him for all of this stuff or you just are not forgiving him. And it's like, I hate to say this, I, I don't approve of any of it, right. but it's just like, he's always been a favorite of mine. He's always killed in my head. Um, he's, in my opinion, one of the best dark comedians. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But also, there's this, and it sucks, because yeah. it's just like where, as somebody who just doesn't, who's always vocal, I am always vocal about that type of shit, yeah. and I don't approve of it one fucking bit. Yeah. But also, it's just... It's tough. It's it's like, yeah. how do you appreciate everything that they've done, but all of a sudden, like now, you know, well, this see, comes and I out. Don't, I don't relate a, with that with comedy because yeah. I, I appreciate comedy. I love comedy, but mm-hmm. I'm, but like, I think of that a lot with my favorite band. Like when we keep hearing things coming out about people, it's yep. like, what if I found out that my favorite band did this? Like the lead singer or someone in the band did it. That happened to me. And like. I have their tattoo or their lyrics tattooed on my body forever. 
Like this band has meant everything to me. Lost for- Profits? <laughs> oh my god no no but i know it no yeah. this, oh, okay. i mean it hasn't happened but oh, okay. what if it were what to if happen it did? oh sure sure sure. yeah it's yeah, the yeah. use so what if i find oh, out god. that burt burt did some shit back yeah. in the, and it's like fuck i've loved this this band's helped me through like the darkest parts of my life yep they're on my body forever like how would i react you almost gave me goosebumps because like when you started saying all that the lost prophets lead yeah. singer did some really huge part Bad. of my life yeah. i fucking loved the lost prophets and then all of a sudden all that shit came out and it's just like that was terrifying terrifying dude like just that whole case was so fucked up yeah and for people who don't know um it was pedophilia um it was yeah it was probably the worst kind of pedophilia and pedophilia kidnapping yeah rape i mean all that stuff horrible all the awful things yep. yeah and it's like now all of a sudden it's like you mourn a death almost yeah yeah totally and then one like once that news hit i was just like well there goes my fucking childhood too like i, I look, no, I, no i get no yeah and it's like all right i they, this band has gotten me through the worst the yeah. best times and all of a sudden it's all just like well that yeah. guy was a piece of shit it's yeah. an attack on your support system. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And it's not like you knew these people personally, yeah. but they like literally help you through like the hardest, some of the hard, like being a teenager and all the shit you yeah. went through. It's, exactly. Yeah. That's why. So you kept... actually went through that. Yes. Okay. So it's when sucked. I hear about all these comics and it's like people that we like, but obviously Chris is way more into comedy than me. It's like, I always try to relate. Like, how would I feel if I found this out about my favorite band ever? Like, you like i see why people get so tore up yeah well i mean we well we have a friend yeah Yeah, we have a friend that was affected by that shit and it so that was it was really easy for me to like attack people and be like of course believe all women of course like like burn at the stake like i was just hyper vigilant and and all these things and then you find out that it happens to a friend of yours and it was like I couldn't understand why people would make excuses for these comics beforehand. I was yeah. like, dude, what the fuck? No, don't like, don't support Louis. Don't do any of this shit. And then when this happened, it was like, so this is the gray that people talk about. Yeah. When people say, when you grow up, there's, it's not black and white anymore. Like there's a lot of gray yep. and that gray is how do you flip that switch in your mind of like all of these incredible things that this person gave you. Yeah. And then just write them up. Yeah. Well, it's and like, th- so that's when you're talking about like m- when you feel like you're mourning, like it feels like somebody died. It's because the, it really is a, an attack on like your support system. Like yeah. this, this thing that really, it, it, it's just how you interpret it. Everybody's threshold is different. Everybody's processing all that stuff to say is that, if something is able to move you or make you feel better in any capacity, you're going to remember that stuff. Oh yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to flip that switch. Well, it's like, um, take that comparison and let's just say like, what if your child was a murderer? Mm. Like, and it's like, you know, let's say you guys are 55, 60 years old and it comes out that a child, your child murdered a whole bunch of people. Like that's that gray area. 
for your you as a parent it's that gray area there's so many memories of just positive stuff and such joy in your life and then all of a sudden it's all overshadowed by this one well or multiple incidents that just happened yeah I wonder. Wow. I wonder that's what, a great example. That's a yeah. real. I've never thought of it like yeah. that. Wow. And it's like I don't know. I was just gonna say. It was like that's like uh, just imagine Jeffrey Dahmer's parents. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like oh shit, you did all that, but we remember that one time at fucking <laughs> when we took you to the carnival. Yeah. And, yeah this and that. I was gonna say like uh, Wisconsin Dells. Oh yeah, there yeah, yeah. Go. That's yeah. a good way. Yeah. yeah there you yeah. go. But that's, no. When but, we went and got some cheese curds, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. So it's that that's I've never that gray thought of area. it. That's a really good analogy. It is that gray area. Man. So that's it sucks. You know, big it's something that's a part of someone's life for so long and then all of a sudden it's just ripped away. But yeah, I just it's so so that like it's weird like because now you have to have an opinion like everybody yeah. has to have an opinion on something so when social media when you hear people oh, yeah, try yeah. to be like look i just i honestly don't even know wh- how to f- yeah. process that because i can't imagine doing that to somebody well uh, what am i supposed to say well dude um kind of like the social media stuff uh so you know with all the george floyd stuff that happened recently oh um, yes i wanted to okay. talk yeah, to you about the absolutely. protest so um like I was pretty active about it on my mm. Facebook and stuff saying like, uh, you know, like this is super bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like tons of posts. I'm a, I support it. Like I, I, the police suck in Minneapolis. That's it. Um, and, uh, like I just kind of stopped posting that stuff after a while because it's just like, it, it is tiring to look yeah. at the news all day and yeah. then it's yeah. just constantly all this negative shit. And I get it. Yeah. People are living this every day. I 100% understand it. But also for me, I have so much fucking anxiety that I if I just keep listening to this all day, it's going to affect me as a whole and it's going to be negative. Yeah. So I like posted a photo of my car on Facebook and then there's this a, a kid said to me, um, he was like, oh, like glad to see 2020 is going well for somebody like you know kind okay. of and it's like dude come on man being a little facetious yeah i do feel sucks. that way too like when there's a lot was a lot going on with like i would post some things and i stopped and it's like then i would post just pictures of the kids and it's like are people gonna think that i don't support yeah this because i'm not posting about it anymore and i'm just posting but it got to the point where i told chris i'm like i can't do this anymore yep. Like going online and just seeing, especially COVID because I work in the healthcare field and I have yeah. so like reading things, people not believing it, this and this and that. I have family members that don't believe it, all this. And it was just like, so fr- I'm like, I was so tired of it. Yeah. Like, I just want to post picture. And you know, that video came out last week with those doctors. Saying, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, then you see people sharing it. It's like, okay, let's do dig a little deeper people. Ugh. And then it's like one of our good friends, he dissected it and said, this doctor believes in the, you know, yeah, the demon, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, because I have andiomyosis, I um, had sex with a demon or a witch. Holy oh, shit. Know, isn't Man, that fucking that's cool? hot. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it's just like, and then I sh- I was going to share his post because I was so tired of seeing people share it. And then yeah. I was like, I'm like, no, I'm just not going to d- yep. even talk about it because yeah. it's so exhausting. Yeah, it is. It, that's my thought process behind it all and i have anxiety too. so bad too yeah. and it's like i posted it and i'm like oh my gosh but what if my coworkers think yep. this other video is real and now i'm gonna make them upset and they're not gonna want to talk to me at work yep and it's like i don't want anyone mad at me i don't support 
that's the seeds. current president. A lot of my coworkers do. So I don't want to ever make anybody upset. So I try to see all sides. So I'm like, I'm just going to post pictures of my fucking kids from now <laughs> yep, on. Yep, exactly. And my dogs. That's the exact same type of thought process that I go through all the time. Yeah. Like every time, um, like I want to, I feel like I want to post something that's a little bit more about me because I, quite frankly, it's I, your I, Facebook I, page I, yeah. or your social media. Yeah. yeah. And I like being a narcissist sometimes because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. like Do I just, well, like when I put these headphones on, I was like, Ooh, I like hearing myself talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, but it's just like. All of a sudden, when you start doing that on any form of social media, you you get that criticism that you're not paying attention or passionate about current events and stuff like that. It's it's really weird how social media has just become an overall political tool. It is like, yeah. and it's like it. it I just, just miss sucks. seeing what people ate for breakfast and lunch and dinner. Me too. Why can't we go back to yeah. that where you post it every meal? Instagram, hashtag Instagram my food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I always used to do that shit. Hashtag nailed it. I want to yeah. go back to those days instead of, <laughs> you know, now it's all this, which is big. I'm not saying that it's not, but all the sex trafficking that's going on. That's yeah. like the new thing that's being, and it's like, I'm a woman. And if I'm not sure and stuff about that, what are people going to think about me? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to yeah, get involved in it because it's so like, and then am I not posting enough? Yeah. Or people think I'm just posting because other people are posting and I should, you know, yep. oh, it's crazy man. that that's what social media makes us yeah. think in our heads that we have to be that, constantly like, I got to post about this because all these people are posting about it now. And if I'm not posting about it, then yeah. they must not think I care that's about it. That's the anxiety it. that I have. That's awesome. That's awesome to know that somebody else is going oh, through all that the time. Too. Good. Yep. Oh, it's not, not that it's good. I care about all these things. No, but I, I care about all these things. Yeah. You know, hell, every time I go to T-Ball and they ask if I want to round up to help kids in for education, I will yep. donate to anything. If I'm at any store, I'll donate. Yep. Doesn't mean I, since I'm not posting on social media, I don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah. Because I do. Yeah, exactly. Well, and people don't understand, like, you need, you need a break from that shit. Like, everyone was so excited about, uh, what the fuck is it, John Krasinski? The what the good news thing oh, yeah. that he was doing. The good news he so um he did a wedding for people mm-hmm. on his show, a Zoom wedding, and had all the people from the office on it. Awesome. Which is super cool. Yeah. And it was like I like that. Thank God, something not well, so depressing. Exactly. Yeah. People want that, but at the same time, but you're if you being post lambasted that, for yeah. it, like only celebrities are allowed to post good news. Like yeah. what the fuck is like yeah, we have a platform. Mm-hmm. I get that, and things are picking up, so more people are listening, and that's awesome. We love you guys, but fuck, man, we we can talk about silly shit just as much as we can talk about the important stuff. Absolutely, we're here for both. We're always game for both. And but what's interesting is like we need the, that silly shit. The anxiety of feeling like I don't post enough or this and if I post this what's this person going to think that I don't care about what's going on in the world? I go on social media and because other people are posting things about look at I did what I did to my house or my yard. I don't sit there and go, "Hmm, they must not think, you know, the police are shit yeah. or this and this and that." Like yeah. I never look at people's posts and go, "They don't care enough about <laughs> wanna, what's going wanna, on in the world." I, I wonder either. if they recycle appropriately. <laughs> I wonder, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. That's so, good. <clears throat> I think we need to think. I think my anxiety in my head, I have to be like, okay, I think you're overreacting mm-hmm. because I don't look at other people's posts and be like, that person doesn't care too much, you know, enough. That person's this. Even people that post a lot too, I'm not like, yeah. that person gives way too much. I'm yeah. just like, good for them good. for being 
like so open yeah, to talking they about have it. a lot more mental strength than i do for That's this type of shit yes. like and a lot of people need to understand that not everyone has that same that same mental strength yeah. and it's like you're again it's like you're casting you know your own beliefs well on you're else. also it sucks i th- i don't think enough people think about that the things that you're subjecting yourself to can cause trauma and ruin yeah. things later for you in life yep ruin relationships that you want to form with people um it can really fuck up your mental state like the protests like being out there i'm sure you yeah. saw tons of crazy shit i was at the protest yeah was, yeah yep. we should go back like go back <laughs> yeah that's, I that's about, what you i was were, you yeah you do you live pretty close to there oh uh i live right on the street that he died on oh my gosh um so i live on 38th street about 10 or 12 blocks away from 38th in chicago okay. to where he actually died and um like protests were on that street um for who knows how long good lord that whole week when they brought in like national guard or whatever and even like um when the police were just driving around they used 38th street to get between certain parts of lake street when like where the precinct burned down where that target and stuff and Mm -hmm. the cup foods where all that shit and uh, where all that shit burned down which is also only like eight blocks away from where i live um yeah, and just all night, you just see police zooming down my street. Ooh, it was scary. Yeah. It was just like, um, yeah, yeah, um, like when um, all the what can I th- the provocateurs? Oh, yeah. yeah, like when they all started like starting shit on fire. And I am, I am fairly ninety nine percent confident that it was people from out of the city that were causing all the fires and shit like it had it had to be well and on top of that there were police officers that were provoking people there were um pro like the blue line people um that were provoking Uh, when a friend of ours who's a photographer took a photo of some um the city provided a pallet of bricks Oh yeah, which is psychotic. Yeah, that we like. It made me think: How long have protests like been lesser than what is perceived, mm-hmm. and that the government was promoting violence and and trying yeah. to get people to like make? It's fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, like just for instance, um, there was one night when there were protests, not even near where I live. And it was like um, probably like maybe two miles away, and then all of a su- all of a sudden, um, like gas stations by me were on fire. Um, pharmacies were being raided, uh, like right down the road from me. Uh, liquor stores were being raided as well. And in in my head, well, no, before in my head, um, every single spot that was like burned down and stuff, like besides that big apartment fire that you guys saw. Oh yeah. Every single spot that was burned down was all like um, things that the community needed. So there oh. were people. Yes. So um, libraries were hit. Uh, the, the liquor stores, mm-hmm. pharmacies. There was there's a pharmacy at a clinic, um, probably about a mile away from me, and the only thing that was like destroyed was just the uh, pharmacy area. Jesus. Like, yeah. Exactly. And the gas stations were burned down. So many gas stations burned down. 
it's just in you know a community like this they need all that shit yeah. like yeah. it's they're not going to be able to afford to go out a little bit further to a suburb get gas that's why they it. live yeah. cl- in the city too it's closer to you can walk to things and now the things yep. that you could walk to you can't go to anymore. yeah so uh, that's why all all of it i feel like it definitely was provocateurs who were fucking things up um yeah and you know obviously media is going to spin it so like yeah. where it's just like oh these guys are looting and stuff no people aren't like trust me no one's going to be um fucking up a library for no damn reason yeah and yeah and that's what they did sadly we went really around the globe with all that we really yeah. did there's, yeah there's so many things to sorry i know no. i can i can talk your guys's ear off so uh, that's to- that's fine that yeah. loves it yeah, I, I do. I, I, I just, these chairs are comfy as fuck. Yeah, so. good choice on the chairs. <laughs> I like it. When I saw the throw pillows, I was I just wanted to hug it. Like, hey, my little baby. Um, man. Well, Vaughn, you you got to be our our first guest in in the like complete well ninety percent completed yeah, 90%, yeah studio and or staffus as as we call it. Um, where can people find you on, on the social media? Oh, um, I have a public Instagram. There you go. Miata RF, M-I-A-T-A-R-F. Um, that's just where I just post pictures of my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Mazda, isn't it? Yeah. Do you it. notice we have two Mazdas? Yes, I did notice. Look at you, <laughs> Mazda family. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh. That's the first thing I noticed about your car. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's a Mazda. Yeah. And I'm like, when you parked and I knew that was what you drove, I'm like, yeah. I wonder if he's going to notice two Mazdas <laughs> Oh, in the I did. Isn't that yeah. so funny? And then I noticed the uh, your very your quality sign out there, too. That's very, yeah. very nice to have, well, especially out here. We have a very, well, we actually have a pretty diverse neighborhood for Becker. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so nice to hear. But we have like one very racist neighbor. So oh, after I heard the... some of the things she said, I'm like, F you, I'm putting this yeah, in good. my yard. Yeah. We've got. Because I want people to feel like they can be safe here. I don't yeah. want people, we're, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Four, four loud and proud Trump supporting, I mean, th- yeah. that are just Not open about even, it. Yeah. yeah. For but, People, I just people that are. All right, I'm gonna racist. go over to their house and yeah. be like, "Hi, I'm Brown. You might have seen me before. <laughs> Call the cops, dude. I, fuck, I wanted to bring that up. I you know, no, let's I, do I, it. Keep rapping. Okay. Oh, but, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. You did. You want to bring up the fact that he's brown? Yeah. What you do? Okay. Yeah. You did uh, a video with that dude, the amputee guy. Yeah, Derek Whita. Yeah. Yeah. D- uh, Explain so, um, for people who don't know, Derek Wyda is a war veteran. He uh, lost his leg in a uh, house raid in Afghanistan, I believe. Yeah, so like um, he was the first to enter this house, and uh, they shot his knee, and they they tried like uh, reconstructive surgery on it. And he was walking around with it for a bit, but then all of a sudden, like, it, the pain was just too intense, so that he just chopped that fucker off. Yeah. By and, himself. Yeah, he's just like, Yeah, <laughs> that much testosterone in that man. Ouch. Um, but, yeah, he, um, uh, I've known him ever since middle school. Really? Wow. We were both super nerdy, um, playing Nintendo 64 all the fucking time, and just, yeah, we grew up... We, with each other and um we kind of reconnected after he got back to minnesota um eventually he just started getting like super into fitness 
and he knew I did like a lot of nerd shit, design nerd shit. So, um, for people who don't know, I'm a graphic designer. And, um, (laughs) so I did all his videos. I filmed them all, all that shit. I edited them. It was, it was a weekend project like every fucking weekend. (laughs) And eventually it did help him propel into like, Joe Rogan follows him. That's how. Really? Yeah, exactly. So, like, that whole comedy crew, they all follow him. Watch, he's going to probably be on Rogan now. Um, I am Dr. Brown in one of the videos. (laughs) It's uh, losing weight with Derek Wyda. So the last thing that we do is our our listeners are called ducklings. So we say, au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack, quack. (laughs) How would your mom say it? Au revoir, little duckling. I don't know. That was terrible. That was caught me off guard there. Um, yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah.